Part of the Cards, a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast, where we help you solve your Millennium Puzzle by talking about two episodes from the Yu-Gi-Oh! anime and talking about whatever else comes to our minds. Just a quick reminder, we are an E for Explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Austin. It's time to duel! Intro music was pretty spot on for Yu-Gi-Oh! wasn't it? It's pretty awesome. You know what 4K is? They got such master music- musicians over there. I think a lot of the show's budget went towards the opening. Well, I mean, we should do a review of the Yu-Gi-Oh! Music to Duel by soundtrack at some point. Ooh, that's a good idea. Speaking of good ideas, we're here with our other host, Alex. How you doing, Alex? Speaking of magicians, the dark magician, am I right? Am I right? Is this your new Bruno? <laughs> I said magician, said but I meant magician, to say musician. But then you said musician, but then I went all in on the magician thing because Dark Magician's like my favorite. It sounds like someone you would meet like in a Twilight book. Like oh this my is God. a secret character. Does it? Like, Doesn't sound the... like that. They all have like Christian names. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Dark magician. Dark musician. It's Van Power on a corner playing. Um, I don't know. Creep by Radiohead with a empty guitar box. Edward is kind of a creep because isn't he like 500 years old and like Bella's like 16 or something and like um he's only 100 years old because he was a teenager during the Spanish flu well I'm sorry that I don't remember the Twilight books that well oh goodness I never heard or read read saw anything to the Twilight I just know it's about vampires during the the Twilight craze when it was like (laughs) oh my god (laughs) I'm okay, sorry. that's not the story I was going to tell, but you can tell that story you if you like. you got to tell the story. Oh, God. Okay. This is a different Twilight oh, story. Jesus. We're at the opening <laughs> night for the final Twilight movie. I'll never forget this as long as I live. We are in the, the crowd. Oh, God. And they open, like, the theater is closed, <laughs> and they open the doors to let all the college girls in, and they all run as a pack into the theater. And I swear to God, I, all six foot of me, is lifted up into the air by the throngs of 19-year-old girls. And oh, I am God. literally elevated and slammed against the, the door frame. This isn't funny, but it's it's so funny. Oh, my I God. Am, I am a full five inches off the ground. It's so absurd. Oh, my God. Were you wearing glasses? Yes. <laughs> Did they get crushed in the... No, because no, my head was above the crowd. <laughs> you were crowd surfing on accident. I, I scream out at the top of my lungs, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. And you know what the best part of the whole thing was? We get in there, everybody's freaking out, and they didn't start the movie for another, like, 30 minutes after that. It was, it was awful. so crazy. 
Oh, Austin, I'll never forget that. Oh, God. It was horrible. That wasn't even the last time I saw that particular Twilight movie in theaters. That was, it was such a shit theater, too. Oh, my God. All right. I'll That's never forget Twilight. it. God, right. I would have loved to have, like, a cell phone video of that. Just a guy screaming, we're not doing this. We still have PTSD from that. Like, literally, like, Austin got the, the worst of it, but we all got, like, crushed by the crowd. That's the reason why we have reserved seating now at movie theaters, because Austin got trampled going to see a Twilight movie. Thank you for your contribution. I didn't even get trampled. I just got slammed against the door frame. You got slammed up against the glass wall, like, on the outside of the building. That is, oh my gosh. Oh my god. I'm just glad, like, nobody was, like, hurt, but... I, st- I think maybe that's part of our unresolved trauma is that particular incident. It plays a part. Was that the story, Alex, you were going to share? Or was there another one? No, that's the story. That's it. That's it. Okay. <laughs> My story was going to be when the first Twilight movie came out and I was still in high school, I just went to the library and I rented all the Twilight books to be like, what the fuck is this vampire shit about? And I read all of them in the course of like a week and a half because they're easy reads. But for, like, a good week, I was the weird kid who had all the Twilight books in, in hand at school. Because I would read them, like, between classes and shit. I was, speed, I was like, speed reading, so I don't remember At least all. you were reading, okay? You, that's more than some people. More than most, for sure. Most people just watch the movies now. Because they're the exact same as the book always, so you don't have to worry about it. I couldn't tell you. Hold on tight, spider monkey. <laughs> okay, enough Twilight. That's totally off topic from our usual podcast. Let's talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! Do you want to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! Or do you want to talk about our weeks first? We can talk about our weeks first. Alright, we can talk about our weeks first with our week talk segment. And I was going to come up with a clever name, Yu-Gi-Oh! related, but couldn't. So we're going to stick with the original. Austin, why don't you go first? Because you just, oh Christ. you need to vent more. <laughs> yeah, I do need to vent more. Do you know this, Jacob? Do you know this story? It's only gotten better from last week. Oh, Lord. I did not do that on purpose. <sighs> okay, so... I'm not the only person being victimized by this apartment complex. Okay, so th- you asked, you asked around, right? Oh, I, I didn't even have to ask around. I saw it happen. Oh, Th- wow. I literally, they're evicting people right and left. Literally on my walk with the dog to the mailbox and back, I saw three different apartments get evicted, and they just t- took all of the furniture and clothes and electronics and, like, personal belongings and personal effects, threw them on the fucking street in the rain. How does that work? Is it like the people, they wait for the people to leave or the people in there while they're doing this? Is there like... I think the people were gone at work or something. Yeah, because I thought they may wait for them to leave or something. Yeah. They always Uh, do that. That's the sketchiest shit. You know, you never hear of like people having this done while they're there. They always wait until the most inopportune times to like creep into your place and throw your shit on the floor like outside. And it was raining and it's like... Ruined. Everything's ruined. It's still raining. Do you hear that thunder on my microphone? It's like really yeah. loud. It's pouring. Yeah, shit. Oh my god. It's a nightmare over here. My lease is through almost the rest of the year. It's it's a nightmare. I can't. That has to be illegal. I I'm just so mad. How could you possibly treat a human being like that? Ugh. Well, unfortunately for us, the state that we live in does not have such tenancy protection laws, and so they can unfortunately do that. Is there a 90-day... Don't they have to do a 90-day thing? Well, this is the same apartment complex that went 60 days, did not tell me I had been given an eviction notice, 
And then when I called them to be like, what what is going on? They were like, oh, we gave you an eviction notice 60 days ago. And I was like, bullshit, no, you didn't. You're lying. So I think I would not be surprised if the same thing's happening through the all the complex. This is an addition to the story you told us last week. They actually served you an eviction notice? Literally the next business day. After you've called and talked to them? Yes. And paid? I paid. I had to put it on multiple cards because I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. But yes. Do you think they're doing that for the sole purpose of finding new tenants that they can charge more per month? I definitely think they're going to sell the complex because they repainted all the buildings all at once. Something really sketch is going on. That's horrible. No decency anymore. That's crazy. If you're a lawyer, feel free to reach out. We need to figure this out. (laughs) Yeah, after you leave us five stars. Yeah, after that. Or five millennium items. Anything else happen, Austin, with you? Or just more I had enough stories for one day. That's enough. Just dry. I'm sorry to hear that's just... That just sucks. And for it to be as widespread as it is, something fishy is definitely going on. I don't know who to call for that, though. Um, we can call Alex, because she can tell us about her week. Yeah, we can. Ring, ring. I was going to suggest the Ghostbusters, but... I was too, but then I was like, I'm not doing that. Um, I don't even know how to like follow that. I didn't do anything at all interesting. Um, well, I've been playing The Sims 4. What's your favorite way to kill a Sim? You know, honestly... I... Okay, this is going to sound really weird. But I used to play Sims 2 a long time ago, and I didn't, well, I didn't get into The Sims again for a while because I had to buy another laptop that would actually be capable of playing any of the new Sims games. So I was playing The Sims 2 for quite a long time, and that game, for whatever reason, this is going to sound really weird. It seems like it's easier to, like, cheat and, like, kill all the Sims in that game than it does in The Sims 4. Like, like, I don't know. They're, like, too real or something. Like, I don't know what, what it is. <laughs> too real? Like, 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 you have a hard time. You feel like you're ki- killing actual people I mean, in not, one versus the not other? Not entirely. But, like, the game is so much more immersive. And it's so... The flavor of it is completely different. Like, killing them just seems... I don't know. Like, it's, it's a lot easier to kill them in The Sims 2. Wait, like, emotionally, it's a lot easier to kill them in The Sims 2, right? Yes. Because they're pixelated more, I assume. Or yeah, I think like it's that. like, okay. yeah, you're more removed from it. It's It seems more like cartoony and like gamey or something. I don't know. Like, not that The Sims isn't like cartoony and gamey, like The Sims 4 anyway, but there's something about it. Like, it's just, there's a lot more options to it. It's a lot more immersive. There's a lot more things you can do. It just feels wrong to like do all the cheat codes and like remove all the doors and make a meteor fly through the ceiling and like hit them or something like i don't know it just seems like i can't really do that in the sims 4 you get like a sense of guilt from it yeah does that affect you in other video games like they have the sims is it like (laughs) like you got assassin's creed and all that stuff recently like if you went back and played like the original xbox assassin's creed instead of like the ps4 whichever one you got do you think that would affect you the same way is it easier to kill people in the older games you know, it's only The Sims because I have always struggled, and I'm not sure if I've ever mentioned this on this podcast, but I may have, I don't remember. My favorite series, video game-wise, is Dragon Age. I've played that game dozens of times, multiple times, each game multiple times. I still, to this day, and I've tried, because I'm like, okay, I want to do something different. You know, I have a set number of characters, you know, I have specific characters I play out um, in the games. I plan it out. I'm a weirdo, I know. But I've always, I've tried to go back in older games and make an evil character and do the evil (laughs) options. 
and I can't fucking do it. I can never do it. I feel so... I, t- I only managed to do it one time in the first game, Origins. The other two, I couldn't do it. And it was so bad. Like, I, I physically had to, like, force myself to click the option for, like, the evil option for different scenarios. And I felt so bad about it. <laughs> like, And I never could do it again. I, I, sh- I struggle with that, too. Like in uh, Knights of the Old Republic or whatever, where you can be a Sith or I oh, guess a yeah. Jedi or whatever. I would always be like, I'm going to be a Sith. And the first option comes across, save people or leave them behind. Save. It's just like it's just ingrained Your in natural my mind. instinct. Even, so even if you specifically roll a character to say, no, this is going to be my evil character. I'm going to choose the op- When this scenario comes up, I'm going to choose the leave people behind option. You just can't do it. When it gets there, yeah. you just can't do it. And I don't even think I'd do that in real life. I'd probably just run. But somehow, like, when a, in a video game, I'm just like, this is my chance to save people. So I'm going right? to do it. But in real life came around, I don't know what I'd do. I might be, you might see just fumes behind me. You don't know. You might be surprised at yourself. If you're ever in an emergency situation, you may just find yourself springing into action. Who knows? Maybe I just so. can't do it. Sims is the only game I've actually, like, killed characters. But it's so ridiculous and absurd. It doesn't feel, like, real, right? I mean, you do the cheat code to make a meteor fall and hit them. I mean, that's so crazy. It's like, you know, whatever. Happens all the time. Apparently. I I, I don't know. Have you guys ever watched that, um, what's it called? That thousand ways to die or something like that crazy way people die like the seth mcfarland thing no it's a. No. it was on like a spike tv or something oh yeah. then no and like a little meteor crashed into a guy and killed him one night or something yeah i don't know how true i mean i guess these are based on true story i don't know how true they are but i there was like you said jacob the there's been meteors hitting people before like I guess it's happened. It's happened. It has. Man, it is is pouring outside my house right now. I can. Can you guys? It might even pick up on the mic. It's just swamping outside my house. It's like I can't I mean, hear it. You can't. Okay, good. No. Okay, but sure. listeners, if you can, it, it's atmospheric. Get used to it. Yeah, it's kind of cozy, right? Like the rain sounds. It is. It is. Should I move on to my week now, or Alex, is there anything yes, else you'd like to share? No, okay. that's that's pretty much it. Oh, thanks for deciding for me, Austin. But we yeah, can go don't on. hurry. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, we got okay. we got things to do. <laughs> okay, we do. Okay, the only thing I did this week was I introduced my wife to the world of Seinfeld. Oh my gosh! Did you start from the pilot? Started from the pilot. We're on season three already. Oh my gosh! The first season's nothing. It's like no, no. It's five two episodes. Ep- four episodes or something like that. Yeah, four or five. Oh, episodes. I see. Season two is not that many. It's probably like eight or something. So. Yeah, she likes it though, and that's this is our first time walking through with it. I definitely want to wait until the end to get like an overall review, but I think Seinfeld's one of the shows that if you like it at the beginning, you're probably gonna like it all the way throughout. With some episodes in there, maybe you don't, but it's pretty consistent. It's time to. So that was my week, and now we can get on to the more important stuff, talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! That's right. You're all here to listen and talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! Should we move on? Are you guys ready for the episodes? You ready to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! this week? I'm ready. Yeah. I, it's time to duel. Okay. The episodes we have for this week are The Heart of the Cards and The Gauntlet is Thrown. And the randomizer has spoken, and it did it the exact same way. It's No, it didn't. Never mind. 
I'm first, followed by Austin and Alex. Dang, I wanted to actually talk about that. <laughs> we roll it again. We roll it. What? No, what? I can do that. Okay, close the thing out entirely and then just okay. do it again. Alex, you're first. No. Nope. By, by me and then Austin. I get we a reroll too. Time. I get a reroll. <laughs> We're doing this one. We're doing this one. Alex, you got the 30 second. No, I don't. I got the first the episode, seconds. and I got the third. Austin's got the third one. No, I don't condone this at all. You've got the best part, though. I mean, no. it's just yeah, it's so br- these episodes are so broad and just. No, you can talk about anything for thirty seconds. You don't even have to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh. Just give me thirty seconds of filter for me to prep, and we're good to go. Okay. If you're so keen on doing it, you do it. <laughs> the randomizer didn't pick me. Yeah, it did. It didn't pick me the first time. It picked you the first All right, Alex, you got the 30-second summary challenge for the heart Fuck this. of the cards. Wait, why are we Why are we listening? Oh, I guess, are you having, like, host veto rights? This is unfair. Okay, well, you got four seconds. Three, two, one, go. Okay, in this episode, Yugi is teaching everyone how to play a game called Duel Monsters, and Joey is upset because he doesn't know how to play. So he's like, go visit my grandpa. He'll show you a super awesome rare card, which happens to be a blue-eyes white dragon. Then the scary boy from school, Kaiba, comes in and tries to shake down Yugi's grandpa and beats him up to take his card, which he rips in half, and they fight to the death, not really, in a virtual stadium where they battle their monsters. Yugi wins, heart of the cards, Exodia, the end. That was really good. That was exceptional. Oh, yeah, and Pegasus was there at the end. Towards the end, yeah, but he didn't really... He's, like, inconvenient at this time. All right, am I doing the first episode? No, it's me. Then you got the okay. guy throne. Okay, okay. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. Okay, first off, initial thoughts. Because you guys, have you seen this before? I should have made a note of how many times they said, Heart of the Cards. Yeah. Heart of the Cards. Believe in the Heart of the Cards. Heart of the Cards. Heart of the Cards. I have seen both these episodes before. Yes, I have. But none of it has been retained in my brain. And really? I don't remember any of the rest of it other than they go to an island at one point. And so I had a lot of questions. Okay. Feel free to ask them throughout. Will do. I will ask them liberally, actually. Good. Because I went on a little year, like before I got into the Pokemans. What's that? It's an anime of no consequence. It was kind of popular in the early 90s, but, you know. Early 90s? Late 90s. This is definitely a little cooler. See, I don't even know because it was of such little consequence. Yeah. Doesn't matter. We're talking about real important stuff here. And so I went on a little binge and I watched like a bunch of Yu-Gi-Oh! And learned a little bit about the card game. I'm not an expert. So if you have questions, ask. But I'm not sure if I'll be able to answer. Okay? Okay. Dark Magician. Best card ever. (laughs) There we go. All right, let's dive in here for the heart of the cards, the first episode of the most important thing to come out of Japan ever. So we're at Domino High School, right? Which is actually the name of where I went to high school, so it was actually very endearing. Is that really the name of your high school? (laughs) No, it's not. It's not at all. Oh my god, I was like, Jacob, you're doxing yourself. (laughs) Did you meet a kid with purple hair? (laughs) Yep, that's right. Can we, I'm sorry, can I just interrupt you for one second? Please do. Can we talk about their hair? Just like yes. everyone's hair. Just yes. That's okay. So let's introduce our people first here. Okay. okay. We have Yugi Moto. And his hair. And his hair. We have Joey Wheeler and his hair. Who also has a hair. Yeah. He, his have... hair is probably even more interesting, actually. Yes. It comes like three feet off of his head. Anyway. Disag- disagree. And we have 
Tristan. Then we have Taya. There was actually a character in that scene too, who's very important, but doesn't the come white-haired in. kid. Yeah, Bakura. Bakura. Is that it? Bakura. Yeah, yeah, I remember Bakura. it. Bakura. Yeah, he's actually n- not important now, but a little bit down the road, he becomes important. But anyway, yes, yeah, so we can talk about their hair. I would say that Joey and Taya and Tristan, they all have like weird hair. But it's just stylized. We can just be like, oh, the boys have their hair up in the front. <laughs> no. And it's just, and it looks pointy and weird because it's a cartoon. No. You see, okay. Tristan's hair, hair is Joey? literally like a geometric like shape. Like, it looks like he's a stylized. No, it it's not. Like if you shaved his head, there would be like a protrusion coming out of his forehead that he's trying to hide. By oh, God. It, it kind of was like fooly cooly vibes with the big Ooh. block thing coming out yes, of his head. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what it looks like. Okay, but maybe it's just I'm saying that because they're standing next to Yugi and whatever the fuck is going on with him. Okay, I can explain this. I can explain okay. this. Okay. Yugi makes sense because... What? He... <laughs> <laughs> All right, on the, on the defensive. Okay. I'll explain. I'll explain. Yugi makes sense because he's possessed by a magical pharaoh man, and he's okay, magic. Okay. Okay. What excuse? Okay. What excuse does Tristan, Taya, and Joey have? They're supposed to be normal fucking teenagers, and their hair is still crazier. So, it, by that logic, think about it like that. Yugi has an excuse because he's magical. No, because Yugi's hair. He was his hair was already like that before he saw. I was the about puzzle. to say you'd have to show before he <laughs> got he the puzzle. But he doesn't solve the puzzle. Wait. We don't see it, but we know it was like that before he solved the puzzle. Yeah, but he's still like, I don't know. I think he was still Mark from birth or something. I, oh, he was he Mark ex- from birth? I don't <laughs> he know. He looks exactly like the guy. Then why did the pharaoh have that hair? Because he's magic. He's a 5,000-year-old magical man. Who knows? If if we really wanted to, we could just keep watching all of Yu-Gi-Oh! And it would eventually explain. Oh, well, that's what we're going to do, Jacob. That's what this podcast is. Oh, we're yeah. Sorry, all of Yu-Gi-Oh. It's the only important thing to ever come out of Japan. Anyway, their hair defies all logic, so... Yes. Everybody. Everybody in this whole universe, anyway. But hey, at least you remember them. How could you forget them? They're the most iconic characters. Like, some of the most iconic characters on TV. Looking at their hair, but we're also looking at what's in their hands. And we're playing a game called Duel Monsters. And we see Joey and Yugi dueling it out. It's just all called dueling. Dueling's the thing here. It's not battles. It's dueling. And Joey, Joey sucks at it. Yugi's trying to teach him the game. I completely empathize with Joey in this episode. Apparently, there's all these rules and things. Like, we get really no introduction to how this game works. And Not like, at all. He's completely lost. I feel like Joey is a representation of all of us because I think they just make the rules up, honestly, as they go. <laughs> it really is. It's just making up the rules. They pull out magic cards. Like, the only thing that makes sense to me is, like, okay, the hit points and the defense points. Okay, that makes sense. But the fucking magic cards, I think the magic cards just do whatever the hell they want to do. Yeah, this, the whole opening scene here, kind of like what I was saying, this is kind of like a tutorial about how the game is played. (laughs) And they introduce, like, different cards, I guess. There's, like, Kagumasha, I think that's the name, of the blue flame. And then we kind of get... Taya knows how to play the game. She introduces to that there's an attack number on each card, and there's also a defense number on each card. And attack points is how much a monster attacks with, and defense points is just how much, like, a a monster can withstand. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so far that makes sense, okay? There's a little, like I said, the duel's going on here. Uh, Joey plays that card, Taya explains. Then we get Yugi, who plays, like, a dragon card in... 
I think he kills Joey's card. He just kills Joey's cards. And then Joey starts going on a ta- tangent about how he needs new cards and his deck sucks. And that's when we learn that the reason why Yugi is so good at this game is because his grandfather actually owns a game shop. And also because he's possessed by a magical pharaoh man, but we don't know that yet. We don't know that yet. We're getting to get there. This is how TCG games work, right? Is you pay for better cards. Yes. Yes. And it would be like this, especially when it comes to this card game, having someone who could just like freely give you cards would be like a major advantage. Does this feel like a commentary on like real life TCG? Like I never played the Yu-Gi-Oh card game either, but when I've tried to play other card games, you know, like or learn them like magic i mean i it's completely over my head i I feel like i can't understand there's so many rules and all these crazy nuances and i'm like what the fuck like i feel like this whole anime is just a commentary on how difficult tcg games even are like we are joey we are joey we are definitely joey the funny thing i'm so glad you said that alex this is the game in its easiest form of course Ugh, it, is. What? it always starts out simple and then gets gradually more, yes. and more complicated right this is easy okay this is a game right here the way they're playing this that you could pick up and you could learn probably in a day like you know not even like a full day if you just went out and you just had someone teach you the basic rules you could get the get the gist of it easily well yeah if you just are you're completely i mean all you're concerned about is like the attack and defense aspect of it i mean that's yeah i guess that's easy like it's just what numbers higher Simple math to start off with, but now it's like no one knows what's going on, really. It's whatever. We also get introduced here, after Yuki confesses that he gets the great cards because his grandpa owns a card shop, we see our friend, Seto Kaiba. Seto Kaiba looks like he's 25. <laughs> he he, he yeah. looks way older. Maybe. I, I can also offer an explanation to this part as well because they spend all their fucking time playing this card game taya literally says they've been at it for hours they don't do any of their goddamn schoolwork so that's probably why he got held back for like several years and that's why he's like a 30 year old man still in school where's the teacher we don't (laughs) even see the monsters everybody's life apparently revolves around this duel monsters game is Yu-Gi-Oh gx the one where they go to duel monsters academy Yes, and there's okay, three great. houses. And, oh my god, there's a school yeah. for this? Oh my god, yeah. let's watch that one. Yeah, that one, actually, that was probably my favorite growing up. I watched that one more than this one, actually. But you guys think of Seto's hair. He kind of had normal hair, actually, compared to all the rest. He had normal hair, but was the weirdest looking one. It goes, I guess it kind of goes down his the back of his neck kind of weirdly. Yeah, it falls really odd. He's an eavesdropper, though. He's an eavesdropper because he's sitting there listening and he learns that or he's wondering if Yugi's grandpa has this rare card he's looking for. We don't know what rare card it is, but Seto is like, should I call him Seto or Kaiba? Kaiba. Kaiba. Okay, Seto it is then. So (laughs) Kaiba's been looking for this rare card and he hasn't gone to any of the local card game stores in the city he lives in. Nope. Why would he have reason to believe if it's such a rare card that a dumpy little local place would have it? That's true. He's a snobby rich kid, so. That's what I was about to say. The next part kind of reveals, like, maybe he was overthinking his way to get this card. We go visit Grandpa Solomon's. They don't mention his name, but it is Solomon. Grandpa Solomon? What? (laughs) Yuki's grandpa's name is Solomon. Excuse me? Where do they ever say this? I just remember it from, um, like, a... 
I can't remember what it's from. I think maybe like an episode that's like way later on. They're like refer, start referring to him as instead of Yugi's grandpa, they call him Solomon. I think Solomon. later on. Okay. <laughs> His name's Solomon. <laughs> Gramps. Yeah, they go visit Gramps at his game shop here. And turns out he does have the card Seto is looking for. And it happens to be the Blue Eyes White Dragon. Do we ever get an explanation for this whole backstory of the Blue Eyes White Dragon and why he has yeah, it? Yeah, the friend. Do we find it out? I think it's like at a archaeological site or something like that. They dig it up. Okay. 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 <laughs> we'll put it aside. Okay. We'll put it aside. <laughs> do you want to? We'll bury it, it and come back to it later. I can. I could talk about it for a second though and explain okay. it to you. Because you may be also asking, how come there's only four cards, and how come there's not been printed more? He's, yeah, he said there's only four in the world. This is this could be completely wrong, and if I'm wrong, correct me in the comments. But these cards are based off ancient tablets that had the original monsters on them, and they can only have the same amount of cards that were back in the time when these were on tablets. So if there was only four blue eyes, they can only have four cards of it. But these are mass-produced. There was tens if not hundreds of thousands of these cards. That's how many stone tablets of that card they had then. No, they didn't. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. That's incorrect. (laughs) That's what they said. I mean, the... Egyptians got to work back in the day making these tablets. So I mean, Jesus, they built the pyramids, Austin. They can have like 10,000 tablet cards. Yep. <laughs> My question is, why is it ancient Egypt and not like a fake ancient civilization <laughs> okay, that had monsters? I can tell you why. why is it Egypt? I can tell you why. Aliens. Oh, of course it's aliens. God ancient damn it. astronaut theorists believe. Wait. The monsters are aliens? Yeah, the reason why they make these tablets so great <laughs> is aliens actually came back and visited the Egyptians and gave them 3D printing technology. Wait, are you fucking with us? You're completely fucking with us. Oh my god. No, that's not. Yeah, I am. That's not true. Oh my god, I thought you were I thought this was the canonical explanation for Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay. <laughs> that <laughs> should be it. it. I really think there are aliens involved, but I can't remember to what extent. Oh my god, for real. So these monsters aren't aliens from space. Are they aliens from, like, a different dimension? I think it, that may be the case. Okay. That may be the case. This is so fun to talk about. <laughs> this is great. This just keeps getting better and better. <laughs> I don't it know is. what's going on, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa has the blue eyes white dragon, Austin. He's okay. got it. Okay, okay. Somehow. He's got it. Got it. Okay. One of only four, because you can't print a fifth one. Yep. Why can't you print a fifth one? Because it matches the, the monsters, yeah, yeah, the monsters live in the cards. You can't just print a new card. Well, why can't I just print a new card with a photocopier and then put it on the hologram scanner and it thinks that's a real one? Because it wouldn't come to life because it doesn't have the heart of the cards in it. Well, why does it need a heart of the cards in it? I can just use a bootleg and no one will ever know. Because you have to believe in your deck. I hate you, yo. <laughs> <laughs> We're only like 10 minutes in this episode, Austin. Can't We're not even yet. that. <laughs> <laughs> so we have one of four blue-eyes white dragons in Solomon's hands right now. Every time you say that, it's so weird. Okay. <laughs> it is. Okay. And Joey Joey throws all his crappy cards at Grandpa saying, hey, uh, I'll give you any one of these cards or all these cards for that one card. Grandpa turns him down. And then we get our man Seto comes in the shop. Solomon being the nice 
shop owner he is, ask him, hey, can I help you? Do you need anything? Little child who looks like he's 30. <laughs> he runs a company too, by the way. This is where we learn also that I don't even know what the company's called. I think it's called Kyba Corp. Kyba Corp. That's right. He runs a big company. He's a billionaire, millionaire. We're unsure. <laughs> he has he has a lot of money. He's the Lex Luthor of this world, apparently. Why does he go to public school? Right. Because it's the Master Duel School. Is it? I, I thought they I were the only kids in the school who played this game, and they're not I even very good at it. I don't know. There's so many fucking questions. Anyway. Kaiba throws down a suitcase full of, like, rare cards. We get, like, a little glimpse of them. I can't tell you what those cards' names were. I don't even know if they were rare. We just take this for granted that these cards are rare and highly valuable. Turn to Grandpa's like, hey, no, we're not. I'm not giving you this card at all. And I think that's, does he explain here that that's where he got it from his friend and mm-hmm. it's special? Yeah, he kind of, some friend somewhere gave Solomon this card. Right. At first I was like, take the billion dollars, but then he explained it has sentimental value. I was like, oh, okay, there's a tragedy behind this. Got it. Yeah. Was, it, was anyone else surprised? Because he kind of does offer him money. Was anyone else surprised when he threw down the suitcase originally that there wasn't money in the suitcase and it was cards? I thought for sure we would start with money and then go from there. <laughs> then go to cards? Yeah. The money obviously would be more valuable because it's guaranteed, but the cards would be too because then he could just sell the cards since he owns the game shop. Why did Kaiba have a suitcase full of cards ready to go? But whatever. Well, because he knew that Grandpa had the cards, so he at least came prepared to trade. Well, he did, Well, I guess he didn't realize. He thought that it could be the Blue Eyes White Dragon. He wasn't sure. But he came prepared to trade for whatever this rare card was. But then, of course, Grandpa's like, fuck you, and then... That makes him mad. Yeah, Kaiba gets pissed, and he leaves in his limousine, of course, this mile-long limousine, and then he hates the idea of Heart of the Cards, and he's stupid, and it's all about power, and power's what you need. You don't need a heart. I may be Kaiba instead of Joey. <laughs> I think you may be Kaiba. <laughs> what is the Heart of the Cards? Okay. Yeah, we don't know. Heart of the Cards, it's there. It matters somehow. We don't know. Kaiba's pissed. Using his power, he tells... Like henchmen he has. One looks like um, Penguin from Batman a little bit with his like little beanie eyes and hunched over back. Anyway, these henchmen, they go and they actually kidnap Solomon. Poor grandpa. Oh my God. He like sends his like thugs down there to like shake grandpa down and then kidnap him. Ugh. My yes. favorite part is that they didn't just shake him down at his store and take the card. They kidnap him and then they shake him down and then take the card. Well, he forces them to duel. He's like, you're going to duel me. And then we find out that they put, I don't know, he somehow coerces grandpa. Like, maybe not poor grandpa. Maybe grandpa's an idiot because grandpa, like, decides to battle. He's like, I'll teach that youngster the heart of the cards. And then he fucking loses. Then he loses like a loser. Can grandpa Solomon teach me the heart of the cards? You don't want him teaching you because he fucking lost. Why would you want him to teach you? Yeah, you don't want him to teach you because he's a loser. And then, and then he gets I can beat, beat him up. up. Yep. I mean, I did feel bad that they, like, physically assaulted him, and he's, like, 80 years old, and then he's, like, laying on the ground. Yeah, before before we find him seriously injured, though, this is a part right here where Yugi and his friends, they go to the shop. Grandpa's gone. Oh, no. Somehow the phone rings, and it's Kaiba on the phone. Kaiba's been calling that landline for the past three hours waiting <laughs> for someone to pick up. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Either someone's watching or... Yeah, he's spying. I think yeah, he's spying. probably. 
Yes, yeah, spying, watching somehow Kai was on the phone, and he says, hey, Yugi, I got your grandpa, grandpa here, Solomon, he's not feeling well, <laughs> which, why is he there? I don't know, he just needs picking up. <laughs> okay, I have a question about this part, because they do, like, the whole split screen thing, you know, when, like, Yugi's on the phone, and then Kai is on the phone, and it's, like, a split screen. Why does he look, like, possessed? His eyes are all, like, glazed over. I thought, first watching this, I was like, oh, no, like, Kaiba's possessed by some, like, greater evil. And that's why he, like, kidnapped Grandpa or something. But no, he was just, like, being a little butthole or something. Like, but what is going on with him? I, I, he's possessed by power. The richer soulless. Uh, the richer soulless. There you go. Yeah, it's a metaphor there or something, but. Because of his soulless actions. Yugi goes to the Kaiba Corp after being tricked, and he finds Solomon, like Alex was saying earlier, on his deathbed, basically. Poor Gramps. Could you imagine roughing up an old man? This starts out really rough. Wait, how did they get there? Did they run there? They ran. Okay, it's within walking distance. Okay, good You can't know. miss it either. It's the, large, it's the biggest building in Battle City, so. Battle Wait, is that city? the name of the city? Don't, there's an arc later on. I don't think it's called Battle City, actually. I wish it was called Battle City. It's called the Battle City Arc because Kaiba makes a city within the city where they battle monsters for power. Of course they do. Okay. <laughs> it's, okay it's let's keep going. Okay. It's called Heart of the Card City. Heart of the Card City. Duh. Solomon there in his deathbed tells Yugi that he's failed and he didn't teach didn't teach Kaiba or Seto how the Heart of the Cards really works. Or he tried to teach him and he lost. Foolish old man. Foolish old man. That's basically what he says. Please explain what happens next. He gives him the cards. No, after that. He... Oh, the fucking... Kaiba. <laughs> oh, wait, I about... thought you... you were talking about the mark of friendship. Oh, God. Oh, no, that too. We're not there yet. We're not Please there explain yet. that Hold too. On. Hold on. It, it, it keeps getting better. It's just a snowball of oh, fun. Oh, you're talking about the car... Oh, what he does to the cards. Okay. Yes. 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 Okay. Taya says Kaiba cheated, and he gets pissed and says, no, I didn't. And this is where Kaiba holds up Solomon's blue eyes white dragon and just rips it in half. Oh, no. I fucking screamed. <laughs> I did, didn't. too. I really did, too. I forgot about this part. <laughs> what questions did you... Was this the part, Austin, you had? Why didn't he just put it into his deck? Yeah, why would he say, I don't want it to be used against me, when he just... He won it, apparently, okay. fair and square. Why didn't he just fucking add it to his own card deck? No, no, it actually explains it. Does it? Yes. Okay. Okay. And this okay. may not have been in the episode, but in the card game, it makes sense, though. I'm, s- I'm going to stop you. If it's not in the episode, then it doesn't count. But okay, keep going. Can you only have three of each card type in a deck? The max amount of cards you can have, of, or each card in your deck, is three. Could he put it in a safe, and if one of the other three cards gets destroyed, he's You can't it in? do that, Austin, because the fourth might become an enemy. What? If it's in a safe... Enemy might still get it. I forgot this is Yu-Gi-Oh! World. Someone might break in and seal it at any moment. Yep, that's true. Anybody could do it. Because there's a lot of powerful people out there trying to get powerful cards. Because all they care about is power. If you rip it in half, there's nothing you can do. Yes. So you can't, like, tape it back together or something? In an actual Japanese version of this episode, when Kaiba tears the card, there's, like, a little soul that leaves it. Like, a little... Oh. They should have left that in! That didn't happen, but yeah, that would be cool. Oh, goddammit, it! Take up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was so... I, I completely believed you. I was like, well, if they have, like, a magical... I mean, they're magical cards. Like, it, he killed it, and the soul, like, left. Like Jacob, we are your wet clay for you <laughs> know, to mold. And I don't, so I don't like this. 
I'm believing every word you're saying. He has all the power. He's just right. like Kaiba. Just like Kaiba. I'm power hungry. Power hungry, baby. I'm power hungry, which is the opposite of what Yugi is, which makes him a better person. I don't know. I was trying to transition there. It didn't work out too well. Solomon, Usually you're really good at transitions. Oh, I well. I know. Anyway. You didn't believe in the heart of the cards, and that's why you had a problem. That's very true. I didn't believe. So no one can ever make a fourth blue eyes white dragon for the rest of all time. It's yes. impossible. It's impossible. Because someone ripped a flimsy piece of paper in half. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Got it. Card gets destroyed. It's out of circulation. Got it. There are still cards left, though. Solomon didn't just have that. This is a better transition. Solomon just didn't have that one blue eyes. He had a whole deck with him. And he hands that deck to Yugi. I thought he was going to, like, die right here, actually, but... No, you know what you know what should have happened here? He should have died. His soul goes into the Millennium Puzzle that Yugi has. Oh my god. And it turns out his soul was the puzzle of the Great Pharaoh. Instead of he already just being possessed. Yeah, then he said it has it. <gasps> that, oh my god, that would have been better because then that would explain what happens later in just a minute with him like transforming because it would have, yeah, the soul thing. Like if he had the soul of the Pharaoh and then now he's like imbued with the power of his like grandpa... That would have made more sense. Instead, anyway, Yugi takes the deck, and his friends offer to take Grandpa Solomon to the hospital, while Yugi goes into the Thunderdome to battle Kaiba. But not without the mark of friendship. That's right. Before Yugi goes into into the Thunderdome, Teya uses a marker, which is like a really thick marker. This is like super thick. It's like a giant expo marker, and forms the symbol of friendship on the back of everyone's right hand. Can you please explain this? Like, what the hell this was? Was this her, like, another meaning in the in the Japanese version of it? I mean, was it was this something else that was happening here? Like, I don't think anything else is happening here. I think it's literally just, like, symbolic or something like that. Because this stays throughout. Like, this is, like, permanent, permanent marker. This stays on their hands. What? I don't believe this. No, it, it really does. <laughs> no, I don't believe this. They call back to this frequently. Like, in the next arc, there's a scene where they're all, like, lost or separated from each other, and they all look at their right hands, and they're like, that means my friends are still watching over Is me or something like that. Is she reapplying it every morning? Or did she just give them a magical <laughs> tattoo ability? It's permanent, permanent marker. That's all I could say. Austin, you have to remember, we live in a world where, like, there's ancient pharaoh gods and magic monsters, so... Is it really that hard to believe that their permanent markers are just a little bit more permanent than ours? If you guys draw a part of an emoji on my hand and it's permanent, I'm mad at you. <laughs> they redraw it because I think in I think she actually does say in the episode that it, the ink will wash away, but their friendship won't, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Jacob, stop your lying. I'm catching on to your bullshit now. No, I really think she says that. <laughs> no, no, that one I believe. <laughs> okay, okay, but you know what the funny thing about this is the symbol of friendship. This is an actual card in the game. Of course it is. Yeah, it actually it really is a card. I think I don't know what it does or what ability it has, but they actually made this a card into the game. And it looks exactly like that still frame shot in the anime with their hands all together. It's exactly that. So in the world of Yu-Gi-Oh, does she base this off the card, or do they make a card based on her symbol of friendship? Um, I'm assuming that Konami made it off this screenshot. But then surely then it exists in the cartoon as world as well. Yeah, it's probably like an old tablet somewhere. But there's only one of them. Sure. Sure. That's how it works. Symbol of friendship. And the symbol of friendship leads 
Taya, Tristan, and Joey to take Solomon to an ambulance because it takes three people to take an old man to an ambulance. Actually, no, wait a minute. Tristan and Taya take him. Joey says, I'm going to stay behind to support Joey, or Yugi, <laughs> in the Thunderdome. Can we talk about the Thunderdome? Because it seemed like they stepped into a whole different, like, realm. It's actually a virtual stadium. Oh, okay. And uh. Kaiba designed it himself, and it's the most... Uh, I don't know, the most technologically advanced battle system ever created in the world. I have questions about the hologram system, but I'm going to save them for the next episode. Okay, you sure? Yeah, I do have a question about that also. Because we do see the virtual stadium again in the next episode. Is it the same one, or are they at a different location? I think it's the same one. Then why was Yugi Yugi like all like oh my god, and Joey was like oh my god actual monsters what in the world is this? But in the next episode that's seemingly standard. Yeah, like there's a whole tournament <laughs> with like millions of spectators and like oh my god okay okay. <laughs> there's, there's, <laughs> there's been about three. There's been some time between the first episode and the second episode. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I don't care anymore. The Thunderdome's not the only weird thing that goes on here. That's an understatement. Okay. There's a lot of weird stuff. They're dueling now with Kaiba's special rules, which means I didn't know I don't know what the standard rules were before Kaiba made this up. Anyway, you got 200 life points or 2000, not 200, sorry. 2000 life points. First player to hit 0 loses. Is that not standard? I don't know. I don't know if this is like the universal format. It, they call it Kaiba's special rules or whatever, but I don't know. I get, I'm a, that's universal for this era of the card game, I think. So we'll go with that. So Kaiba's special rules is the new standard. But anyway, the next thing that happens kind of oh happens God. out of it happens out of nowhere. And even <laughs> even I've seen these before, it still oh caught God. me by surprise because the Millennium Puzzle activates. He just acts. He like touches it with his pointer finger, and then Yami Yugi, which is the great pharaoh of ancient times, comes out and says, "Now Kaiba." It's time to duel. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm so <laughs> Why does he scream Yu-Gi-Oh as he does it? God. Does he always do that? Has this happened before? Because he doesn't seem surprised at all that he's like being possessed and that his physical he grows like five feet and becomes like a sexier, huskier voiced version of himself. And this I guess this is actually physically happening. I always thought it was explained like the Yugi, Yami Yugi form was like in his mind and he still like looked the same on the outside. But Kaiba physically, he reacts. He's like, what the? And like, <laughs> so this is happening. I could never figure that out. Like if like. They never explain this in hundreds of episodes. <laughs> is the character we we see the actual like what people see? Or are we seeing what the like optical illusion is here? That the pharaoh has possessed the body. I thought it was, like, the second part. I thought it was, like, the Yami Yugi was in, like, that's his perception of, like, his internal self. And that people only just saw his, like, normal form, I guess. But Kaiba physically, like, he reacts and comments, what the, when this is happening. So he clearly has shapeshifted. He does, and that's explained later on because Taya actually falls in love with Yami. Oh my God, no, she does not. And there's an actual arc where they split in half, where Yugi becomes his own independent person, and Yami Yugi is his own person as well. You just explained a plotline from Family Matters with Urkel. <laughs> oh my <laughs> <Is> that... God. 
Stefan or Cal. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jacob, I... Why? So this has happened to Yugi before? Like, what? He doesn't seem phased at all by this. Okay, so his grandpa... Oh, my God. I okay. think... I think the same Why friend. is this not in the episode? <laughs> I have no idea. This is, okay. I'm, I'm, I think I may be wrong, but my, I think Solomon, the guy who gave Solomon the card at the dig site, also found the Millennium Puzzle and then gave it to Yugi, and when he put it on Yugi, the Pharaoh possessed him, and then that's why now he, like, Yugi was the first person to wear it since the Pharaoh wore it back in the day, and so because of that, the feral soul was trapped inside it and then awakened when Yugi put on the Millennium Item. Now, are they are they descended from the pharaoh? Because Yugi and the pharaoh have the same hair, and Yugi's grandpa has a similar hair, but all they gray. Are. They actually they are. are descended from him. Yes, I, as far I remember, yes. Why? Okay, see, this is the kind of shit that needs to be explained. Like this first episode should be episode like. 50 because there's a whole backstory we need to have here and we don't have it they did it weird but it does like suck you in and you do have a lot of questions that do get so many questions they get answered as you go they don't forget about any of this do they not no it it gets answered later on so it's kind of like this sucks you in and you're like what the heck this kid's possessed and then they kind of explain (laughs) it as you go along so if you continue the journey you do get explanation Poor Jacob, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's like Twin Peaks or something. We don't know what we're not supposed to know and what we're supposed to know. And exactly. we're just, <laughs> we don't know what the characters know or what's going on. Apparently <laughs> the characters crazy. don't even know what they're supposed to know. So there's that. These two episodes don't do it justice, I guess, or they do it complete justice, depending on how you look at it. So The beginning of the next episode starts out like this episode didn't even freaking happen. So... Yeah, did they, like, make this episode up just for the anime as, like, an introduction <laughs> preview kind of situation? Like, like this was imaginary or something? This has nothing to do with anything that happens later on, except for a little bit, little bit that carries over into the next episode, I Oh, guess. my God. The okay. very little bit that does carry over. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Anyway, Kaiba, we're in his realm with his rules. Yamayugi's there. We don't know how Yamayugi... At this point, you're first time watching it, you don't know how Yamayugi became yugi or whatever is going on here we don't know what the hell is going on and also we don't know what the hell is going on either because all of a sudden now there's these lifelike holograms of every dual monster that appears when you summon a card which is not explained at all either this is totally new but apparently it's around i don't know what makes this new compared to the other stuff we see later on but whatever. that's why solomon lost it's because of the holograms that's yeah he gets why scared. he lost he gets okay. scared okay yeah. his old heart couldn't take it solomon couldn't take it Oh, did he not? Was he not beaten up? Did he just have a heart attack? No, I thought no, they he, like beat he, he him was up. Beating up. Yeah, he gets injured yeah. while he was having a heart attack. When yeah. did he have a heart attack? I don't know. I'm looking for an explanation to any of this. He's also foaming oh at the mouth too. So, <laughs> so wait a minute. Can we just, so he lost because he wasn't expecting the holograms. Is that what you're saying? I think it freaked him out, and he just couldn't handle it and folded under the pressure. Oh I guess it was God. too I- much for him. Okay. Plus, he was beaten to a concussion, too, so he probably was seeing, like, ten cards in his hand instead of the usual five. (laughs) So, he had a lot not going in his favor. It's hard to teach someone the heart of the cards when you've been, like, jumped and beaten to, like, triple vision. Well, you know what? Solomon was, he was full of himself because he was like, I'm gonna teach that kid a lesson. And then he just, like, lost. So, maybe you shouldn't have even agreed to this is the thing. 
Yeah. Wait, why does no one put their cards in sleeves? Uh, because um, they're perfect. Oh, they're gonna get ruined. They're unbendable, unfoldable. That's what. That's why they're so. But expensive. Kaiba ripped them in half. He ripped the one in half. <laughs> that was power that did that. Not and Kaiba. they can't print oh any more God. copies. This is it. <laughs> power did that, not Kaiba. Oh my god. All right. Yes. So okay, we are, whatever. We're battling now. We have no idea what's going on. We're battling. We're, we're dueling. We're, <laughs> we're dueling. 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 Sorry, we're dueling. That's right. Du- 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 duel. How in depth do you want me to guys guys want me to go in this battle? I took literally zero notes. I took a few notes. Yeah. Uh, okay. He cheats. Okay. He cheats right off the bat. Kaiba does? Yes. How does Kaiba cheat? Cuz he like literally draws like two dragon cards like right at the beginning. So I think he's cheating here. He's, it's he got a fixed deck. He's got a yeah, fixed deck. Yeah, he's got deck. a fixed deck. Yeah, he draws like two dragons. Oh, they didn't shuffle. They didn't shuffle. That's right. Oh. Yeah, aren't you supposed to like cut your opponent's deck first or something? Like they didn't do that at all. Not in Kaiba's duel. Not in special his special rules. rules. Special rules. The special rules are: I know what all my cards are in order, and I have a strategy that you don't know about. Basically. Okay. Kaiba puts out like two dragons. Yugi puts out a card. This is not how this game is played at all. Uh, Kaiba attacks Yugi's monsters and starts dwindling away his life points. I had a question. Okay, yeah. Why does he talk to himself? Well, no, I understand that. That's for the audience. Okay. Uh, why <laughs> does Kaiba play Soggy the Dark Clown, which has very low attack strength, but then he uses a times three multiplier? on the dark clown and now it has good attack and I'm like well why didn't you just use a card that had good attack to start with and multiply that by three because it wasn't in his hand austin you've got to play with the cards that are in your hand okay i understand that why is that card even in his deck for the multiplier a full deck he can't just have two blue eyes he has to have a full deck of cards yeah that's why he just knows that he gets Remember, it's a fixed deck, all right? So he knows he's going to get the multiplier. That's true. He knows he can use uh, Soggy with it. He's got 1,800 attack points now compared to Yugi's monster that has 1,600, and he destroys it. Then Yugi loses 200 points. That's that's how it goes, Austin. I'm just an idiot. (laughs) Magic cards. You have to understand that there's more to the cards about than power cards. It's the magic cards. Yeah, you got to have a complete versatile deck. Everyone knows that. I have a question, Jacob. Mm-hmm. Are there only two kinds of cards? Or okay, so we have like the attack cards, and then we have the magic cards. Are trap cards a separate kind of card? Is that like a third kind of card? Yeah, there's trap, magic. Oh my god, there's it's crazy. Now the last time I remember, there was like pendulum cards. What the fuck? Okay. There was like trap cards, magic cards, monster cards. Uh, what is? There's like a extra deck cards that you put in your extra deck the side of your main deck yeah it gets in the weeds like i said this we're not there we're yet. saying here we're, ne- we're never going to get there either what i'm saying here is the way this game <laughs> is played now is not how in, just ignore it just kind of like say they're battling yugi's getting his ass kicked and then he draws something that looks like an arm it's called like the right or leg i think it's originally a leg it's called right leg of the forbidden one at this point, we have no idea who the Forbidden One is. Yugi doesn't really seem to either. He just knows that he doesn't have... So he draws these, like, p- random pieces of, like, limbs. Over the ne- the course of the next, like, few turns, he keeps drawing these, like, pieces. And you said he, like, he doesn't seem to know 
at first, like, what this is, he's like, what is this? This arm? This is useless. Ugh. Mm-hmm. But then there's, like, a whole flashback sequence that we get where Grandpa is literally explaining this card and the fact that it's made up of different pieces. So I don't understand how he doesn't know about this. Remember, this is Yama Yugi. Now. Does he not have clear memory recall of regular Yugi? I'm what? trying to give it. I'm trying to give it an excuse. It's a they Yugi. even named it. <laughs> I don't know. My question is, how come no one's ever done this before? But I think the answer is there's only one set of them because you can only produce as many cards as there were stone tablets. Yeah, and you know what happened? You know whatever happens to this card? You know what happens to it? It like falls into the bottom of the ocean or something. Yeah, uh, the guy, a character from the next episode, destroys it. This is that's fucked up. Okay. And Kaiba should have went after these cards instead of the blue eyes white dragon if he wanted the most powerful cards ever. But wait, does he not? I don't think nobody nobody knows about this card except for like Grandpa. Okay, so Grandpa has the knowledge of this card, the only one. Somehow. Yeah. So Yugi draws the right leg of the Forbidden One, and then he keeps drawing like these different body parts. And in the meantime, he just keeps putting monsters down in defense position because if you have a monster in defense position and they get destroyed, then you don't lose life points. So Yugi's just kind of fighting for time here, trying to come up with a strategy. In the meantime, though, Kaiba has thrown out a blue-eyes white dragon. And not one, but I think he's gotten gets up to two or three out on the playing field. I think he's got two at the moment, but then he draws the third one. Yeah, he draws the third one, and I think he puts it down, too. I can't remember. But there's two or three blue eyes on the field. Zone over. We're now in the hospital. We see Solomon on his deathbed again with an oxygen tank tied to his side, being rushed to the emergency room. And he keeps mumbling to Yugi, don't give up. Don't give up. Which, I guess, is just some kind of sentimental thing thrown in here. Because Yugi doesn't hear him at all. It doesn't really do anything. Heart of the cards. Yeah, heart of the cards. But Solomon doesn't help Yugi directly, but Yugi gets lucky and draws Swords of Revealing Light. And the reason I mentioned this card, this is a major game changer. Because Yugi throws this down, and it means Kaiba can't attack for three turns. Okay, so this just bought Kaiba three more, or not Kaiba, Yugi three more turns to draw or come up with a strategy. In the meantime, Kaiba continues to not attack and just placing monsters on the field. Yugi... Keeps drawing, and now he has the left arm of Forbidden One, the right leg, the left leg, the right arm. I think he has all the body parts of this so-called Forbidden One. Mm-hmm. With all parts assembled, Yugi throws him down, and then we see Exodia. Are you allowed to play five cards at once? If you have, okay, if you have all the pieces of Exodia... You automatically win. If they're in your hand, you win. They get oh, put okay. on the field. Fair enough. Yeah. You already won. You didn't even need to do all that. Well, Jacob, you forgot to mention the whole part where Yugi has a crisis moment and he's like, oh my God, the deck can sense my doubt. Oh, that's right. Okay, there's a moment right before we need like the head of Exodia before he plays him on the field. And Yugi's like, this is it. And he has his hand like trembling over the, the deck and then he draws it and gets the head. Boom. Are the cards magically shuffling themselves according to how much you believe in the heart of the cards at any given moment? I guess so. I feel like that because he was, it almost felt like he was talking about it like it had a sentience to it. Like the deck can sense how I feel. And I'm like, what the? Wait a second. What were the negative consequences going to be if Yugi lost? Kaiba does not learn about the heart of the cards. That's what was on the line? That's what was on the line here. I thought they'd like take his whole like... (laughs) 
card shop or something. Maybe like, it was his card shop. I don't know. Grandpa's already in the ER. <laughs> Grandpa's almost dead. Exactly. Wait, was Grandpa going to die if Yugi didn't win? Uh, maybe so. Okay. Were they going to kill Grandpa? Do you think Grandpa's heart is the heart they're talking about when they say heart of the cards? If Yugi would have lost, it would have just killed Solomon? Probably. Well, there is a weird moment when he calls Exodia where Kaiba is, like, mentally destroyed through the power of inverse photo negatives and No, that was after. No, that's after. That's after. Yeah, Exodia obliterates, and then you get the point where Austin's talking about where you get this weird, like... What the hell was that? Freeze frame of, like, Kaiba just looking like... He looks like he's being torn apart. That's after the gold eyeball appears on Yami Yugi's head, and then he says, Kaiba, open your mind! And then he, like, has... He, like, breaks his mind in half or something. Why does Yami Yugi have an eyeball on his forehead when Pegasus has an <laughs> eyeball in his eye socket? <laughs> this was my ultimate question. I'm sorry, Jacob. This was the question that I had about this episode. Like, what the hell was that? The mind crush? The, he, the eyeball thing. And then he's like, open your mind. And then and then what he, he says, like, now you understand. And I'm like, understand what? what? I don't understand. I'll let please, you guys please in explain. A, a little secret here. This oh, first episode, this first episode, they didn't know what they were doing or where they were going to go. I gathered this. that. Okay, because this is a callback, I think, to the manga that came out when Yugi became Yama Yugi and put him in a shadow game. The original shadow games weren't with cards. There was different ones. One was like like drawing straws or something like that. That's what we watched in Japanese a little bit of. Like, they yes. were, like, hanging from a water tower and stuff. And, like, dousing themselves with alcohol in a match or something. Yeah, we talked about that. Death was involved a lot in the manga and stuff like that. And I think Mind Crush is when, like, after Yugi would win, he would, like, obliterate the person's mind to the point where they were dead or something. Like, he would cleanse their mind of evil or whatever it was. I don't know. I'm sure glad this episode explained all this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is even me guessing. I'm assuming it's some power he had back in the original manga, and they were like, are we going to follow the manga and keep the cards as part of this, or is the next episode going to be just, like, random games? We're just not really sure. So, Yugi, Yami Yugi's role, like, he's evil, right? It, the I old mean, one. In the old one he was, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Yami, what, is dark or something, right? He's like, mainly like a anti-hero kind of thing. Have we completely exasperated you, Jacob? Like, <laughs> we, still have, we still have one more episode to go. <laughs> it's the great part. God. But we do, at the end of this episode, before we conclude it, we do get an introduction to Maximilian Pegasus, who's going to play more of a bigger role in the next episode we talk about called The Gauntlet is Thrown. But anyway, that is the Heart of the Cards episode. What a wild ride. It is a wild ride with a lot of questions that hopefully ans- was answered. were answered. I don't know. That was an ordeal, and I feel like Jacob's soul has been broken by the Heart of the Cards and the <laughs> and the whatever that ability Yami Yugi wa- used was. And our incessant questions. Let's keep them coming. There's so much going on, and I'm trying to explain them the best way I can, but... Honestly, I don't even know what's going on here. You guys have as much knowledge, and guesses are just as good as mine sometimes. So, Should we do MVP, LVP, and quotes? Yes. 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 Okay. By the way, just a quick fun fact. You can't just throw monsters out into the field. Like a blue-eyes white dragon, you have to sacrifice two monsters to get it out there. 
Kaiba's special rules. Oh, that's right. The special Duh. rules. Of our most valuable player and our least valuable player and our quote that had the most impact on us, the order will be Alex, Austin, and then me. Oh, my God. I thought I, I, thought I wrote something down, but I didn't. So I'm just going to make it up. Go for it. Yami Yugi. Okay, MVP. I'll be. I'll give it to Yami Yugi. Not Yay. regular Yugi. Yami Yugi. Because he's sexy pharaoh, ancient pharaoh guy. LVP. I'm going to give it to Grandpa. Because <laughs> what the hell, Grandpa? What the hell? What the hell you, you doing, You believed Gramps? in the heart of the cards. You tried to teach some lesson about the heart of the cards, and then you got your butt kicked. So that wasn't really, like, brave or anything of you, was it? What quote should I? Oh, my God. Okay, this isn't really, like, a quotable episode, but I guess I'll pick the part where he, like, busts into the game shop at the beginning, and he's like, sell me your card, old man. And Joey's like, I mean, oh, poor Joey. He was so cute. He's like, oh, my God, are you into Duel Monsters, too? That's so cool. We can, like, play together. And Kai was like, me? Duel you? I'd have more of a challenge playing solitaire. God damn it, Alex. That, that was, was the only good quote. Too. I know. <laughs> Can we share that one then? I mean, there's another good one that he said. I don't know what it was. I don't did, either. What Jacob? Did you? So what? Your quote is not a Kaiba quote, or I got I got an extra one I can use easily. I'll use one, I guess. Okay. I was just gonna say when he when he insults the place and he's like, "Can it be the blue eyes in a dump like this?" All right, I'm gonna go. My MVP will be Taya for. For magical tattooing skills of drawing the symbol in all their hands in a split second. Sure. That was really impressive. She should get a career as a tattoo artist. My LVP will be the police force of Battle City for not investigating who assaulted this old man. <laughs> Kaiba owns the police. Oh, of course he does. God damn it. Wait, is that like true or are you just like saying that? I just made it up. I don't think it's true. I mean, I could believe it or something, but... My quote will be Tristan talking about Joey, saying, isn't he cute when he's thinking? Aww. Aww. <laughs> was that snarky or was that legit, do you think? It was snarky, but I choose to ship it. Okay, my turn. My MVP will go to Tristan for carrying Grandpa down that long hallway to the ambulance. My LVP will be Kaiba's minions for beating up an old man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those That's jerks. elder abuse. Well, he lost at a card game, so. I mean, well, I guess he deserved it then. And my quote actually comes from Kaiba also, who just probably had the most quotes this episode. This is when he's about to battle Yugi. Or, yeah, I think he's about to battle Yugi. And he goes, your deck is just as feeble as your grandpa. Ooh. Like, dude, his grandpa's <laughs> like, I was like, dude, your gr- his grandpa's like 80. Come on. <laughs> you know, <laughs> give him a break. Really. Are we episode- ready for episode two, The Gauntlet is Thrown? Are yeah, The Gauntlet is Thrown. Throw it down for us, Alex, with the 30-second summary. Okay. Okay, are you ready? Five, four, three, two, one, go. Okay, in this episode, we get a backstory starting off that we didn't get in the first one that tells us about the Millennium Items, so that's interesting. Then we start out with Grandpa and Joey and Yugi like the last episode never happened, and Grandpa's trying to teach Joey how to play the game. We watch a tournament on TV with Rex Raptor and Weevil, and Weevil wins. We see Pegasus, who gives him a trophy, and it's a front for trying to get all the people to get the Millennium Items, and then Pegasus attacks Yugi, sucks him into the Shadow Realm to play a game, and then he, like, kills Grandpa at the end and sucks him into the TV. Done. That was really good. I think this is the, the one episode I clearly remember watching as a kid. Yeah, this is like, I think this in, is truly like the first episode in a way. Oh my God. Yeah, okay. So 
the episode I watched, and I don't know if this was just an error on the streaming service I was watching it on, the first episode, because I went back specifically, the first episode does not have this opening explanation where the narrator is like, 5,000 years ago, the pharaohs played some shadow game, you know, and all this stuff. We didn't get that. But this episode does. Okay, what were you watching it on? Oh, God, where did I watch it? I was on Netflix, and the and first episode did have that. I was on YouTube. Hulu. I can't remember. We all watched it on different ones. <laughs> and yeah, YouTube did not have the, um, the first episode didn't have that explanation for it. I'm pretty sure I watched it on Hulu. And yeah. So wait, you're saying that the first episode did have the explanation? On Netflix. So they must have cut it then. Yeah, on YouTube and Hulu, it does not. Okay, Weird. Like, that would have been nice to know, like, the backstory. Like, I was like, is this part of the regular opening? Like, or was it just for this episode, like, the second episode? I don't know. It was weird. It's good to know that Netflix has it, at least. Well, I, so I was not confused at all. I knew everything that was, that was happening. And you still didn't understand the first episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Get ready for my attempt at an explanation for this episode. Oh, boy. The kids are all playing dual monsters in school because they don't have classes. But Joey is losing to Taya. Because she uses the rock ogre. She uses breath of the wind or something. Oh, crap. he uses the rock ogre and it's weak to the breath of wind. Whatever. There, which is amazing. Yeah. There's no is that types. true, Jacob? There's is no this types. true, Yu Gi Oh? There's no types. They tried in the beginning to make like the monsters different types and them have like status effects based on the type they were facing, kind of like a similar thing in Japan around the time. That doesn't hold true later on. There's different archetypes, but there's not like a. Um, I don't think there's, like, a weakness factor going on here. So that was just some random BS where, like, yeah. how does the wind, I'm sorry, how does the wind best a rock monster? Erosion. Oh, over, like, millions of years. I would have thought, okay, like, water clearly would be a better villain against, like, the rock monster, but. It's definitely wind. Whatever. In this version of the game, apparently. Yeah. In the ancient times, it was that way. Sure. sure. Anyway, Grandpa's fine. Solomon's pulled through. Not, there's no one saying a word about it. They don't even reference this at no, all. No, not a word. <laughs> um, it's time for Grandpa to teach Joey how to play Duel Monsters, which I'm like, well, wasn't that what y'all were already doing? But whatever. According to Grandpa, Duel Monsters is very complex, and it's too complicated for Joey to understand, which I agree with because I also don't understand it. But that's going to mean endless days and sleepless nights of rigorous training for Joey who should be going to class, but whatever. Cut to several weeks later. We're all watching the Duel Monsters Duel Dome, which is a huge event in which thousands of people are in the stands. There's 10 million viewers at home. Oh, yeah. And there's, they're having the hologram battles between Weevil Underwood, the Bug Brawler, and Rex Raptor, the Dino Duelist. And as we mentioned before, these holograms are apparently standard, but no, they weren't last episode, but now they are. And these are two reoccurring characters, too. Weevil and Dino. Dino. They look incredibly annoying. <laughs> yeah, they are. Weevil, especially. All right. They have their little battle. Meanwhile, back at Yu-Gi-Oh's grandpa's house. Does Yu-Gi live with his grandpa, or are they all just visiting? I think they live there. I think he lives there. I think Yu-Gi's parents died in, like, an archaeological dig or something like that. Of course they did. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so all of Yugi's friends are over <laughs> at Yugi and Yugi Grandpa's house. They're all watching this happen. And they get a, a shipment from Industrial Illusions, which is the manufacturer of the card game, Duel Monsters. And everyone's like, 
oh wow i wonder why and someone says well maybe it's because you beat um kaiba who was the reigning champ but then you beat him and he decided not to be in the dual dome tournament which confused me because we didn't have any explanation for why he wasn't in the dual dome tournament he just dropped out because yugi beat him i think maybe it was partially influenced by pegasus i feel like he was coerced to drop out i don't think he would like or maybe i don't know maybe he did he he got his mind broken in half the last episode so true it would have been nice if we saw a montage of kaiba like recovering from that (laughs) incident it it messes him up big time okay it does like later like again late a little later on you see how bad it really messed him up and how much he cannot lose again to yugi like, it's oh, life or death next time. Oh, shit. He's yeah. created a horrible villain. Well, that sounds interesting. Let's watch more episodes. Uh- <laughs> Good. I think it's like... Then it's in the first arc. All right, great. Well, that's the whole point of this podcast, you know? Watching of course, Yu-Gi-Oh! Of course. episodes. That's right. That's right. They um, receive... Or rather, they don't even op- bother opening the box, so they're too engrossed in the battle or the duel happening on the TV in which someone wins i can't remember who is it weevil Weevil wins weevil wins with his insect theme deck versus rex's dinosaur theme deck sure (laughs) insects beat dinosaurs all the time they survived the meteor so it's brains over brawn clearly you have to it's all about combining the cards oh i forgot that was the main theme of this episode because joey only uses monster cards and we had to take several weeks to train him how to combine those with magic cards eventually after weevil wins pegasus arrives at the championship and he invites weevil to the duelist kingdom which the card game announcer seems to believe is an invitation for everyone to come to the duelist kingdom not true i don't think it's true is that not true i think there's a lot of people that go but like you don't they don't matter who's invited to the duelist kingdom only weevil has been invited so far i guess everybody that gets like recognition i guess it's like champions maybe or top duelist i thought it was supposed to be just top duelist i didn't know it was like an open invitation to come to this guy's island or whatever it is pegasus made it out to be like it was a personal invitation to the winner but then the announcer guy made it sound like anyone can come maybe he meant like anyone has the chance to go oh is there like preliminaries yeah i guess so maybe it's like there's a chance and it's only if max million says you can go though like but you don't know if he's gonna ask you to go all right, well, we're going to have to wait. This isn't the only thing that Maximilian's up to tonight, because as he gets into his limo, he reveals that the Duelist Kingdom is actually a secret plan to find out <laughs> who has the Millennium items. Yep. Okay. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. That that plan makes no sense to me, because he would already have to know to invite them there. That's why I think it's an open invitation. Yeah, doesn't he say later, like, he, he's talking to his, like, butler or something, and he's like, anyone can come, because hopefully, like, anybody who's worth their salt's gonna be attracted to this event, and, like, hopefully it'll lure people who are, you know, Millennium Item stewards to, like, come to my island, or whatever the hell. I don't know. I think, who cares? Who knows? That's not the Pegasus plot we're focusing on at the moment. It's the Power Glove. Right now we're focused on the Power Glove. It's... <laughs> It's so bad. <laughs> that was a reference to The Wizard. Um, Which is the best movie ever made. I thought you meant it was that Nintendo thing. No, The Wizard <laughs> is a movie that is about Nintendo. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, it's like Jacob, we have to watch it. I'm bringing okay. it to your house on Saturday. <laughs> okay, we can watch that. That's fine. 
I love it. We don't have to watch it, but it's something. That's another podcast. <laughs> yeah, they finally open the package from the company, and it's gloves, stars, and a VHS tape. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. What is this fucking glove? Because he doesn't use it at this point in time. So what is There's the glove? There's star ornamentations along with it. <laughs> okay, so from what I remember... This is the, this is the, I'm not making this up. This is the memory I think I have of this. Again, if I'm wrong, correct me in the comment section. The glove, you wear it on the island. It shows you're a duelist to everybody there. Oh, okay. You have stars, or there's empty star slots on the side. And those, okay. who, those who defeat other duelists and collect the most stars in a like five-day period are the ones that advance to inside the castle for the chance to duel Pegasus for the ultimate prize, which I think is money. I think it's like a million dollars. So where's everyone else getting their gloves and stars? Um, Are they also getting shipments in the mail? Amazon, maybe? I don't know. That's a lot of gold, though, if there's an open invitation. <laughs> Are they right? gold? Yeah, they'd be heavy. <laughs> you got, that's what this is. It's a stamina. Plastic. Well, you got to carry it on the island. It's a stamina competition as well. Well, we're not focused on the gold stars and the glove right now because we're focused on the VHS tape. Which we put into the VCR. Oh my god. And it's like some ring. Yeah, it's like the ring or whatever. Like, don't let the tape play or something like that. It's weird. <laughs> the unmarked videotape. Yeah. I love that Pegasus is able to real-time communicate with them through the videotape. As Yugi talks back to the tape, talking to him. And then all of time freezes around them because now they're in the shadow realm. Because they're in a shadow game. I thought it was the magic eyeball. It was the magic eyeball affecting the VHS tape to empower that. I guess so. I can't. I can't give you. Okay, but regardless of the reasoning, it just happens. It just. It just happens. happens. Okay, and now we're in another dimension. They're in the TV. They're in the. I don't think they're in the TV. I think the TV was a conduit. Oh well, whatever. They're in the shadow realm. (laughs) They're in a dark place with a fourteen by eight screen around them or something. And Pegasus is like, guess what, Yugi? I didn't invent this card game. It's from ancient Egypt. And Yugi's like, that doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. But we're going to have a duel anyway. Uh, Something, something, Shadow Realm. Something, something, the monsters are real. Something, something, the impossible is possible. You nailed it. Okay, got it. Okay, I'm sorry, but he turns into Yami Yugi at this point and... Even though he's the he has the soul of the ancient pharaoh who like participated in these shadow games, he's like shocked and confused that this is like real life and that the monsters are he's like, What? The monsters are real? What? Does Yami Yugi remember being a pharaoh? Apparently or does he, not. Does he only exist as a means of allowing Yugi strategic abilities? I think I think the plot of the anime turns at one point towards the end. I think there's five seasons in the first one, first whatever. Not like the first original Yu-Gi-Oh! anime five seasons. I think the last arc is him finding his memories and found out where Yami Yugi came from so he can right. go back to the to the Pharaoh era or something like that. Okay, so he he's going to travel back in time. Yeah, eventually. Eventually, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense as to why he doesn't know all this stuff. We also learned that the ancient Egyptians nearly destroyed the entire world. And the Millennium Puzzle is one of seven. Yugi doesn't know any of this, and I don't know if he even knows he's transforming or not, because they don't bother explaining it. Anyway, they have a duel. 
Well, actually, well, he has to know because doesn't Yugi, like, t- Yami Yugi talk they to talk. him at one point and they, like, oh. he's like, calm down, Yugi, this is not, you know, you know, a trick or whatever. This, he, like, talks to him or something. There's a really weird power struggle that goes on between the two <sighs> at some point because they can talk to each other. They're both aware of each other. I don't know what the relationship really is there. It's weird. Well, neither does the audience. Yeah, we don't either. <laughs> That's very <laughs> true. We do, no one knows. Something goes on, like, Pegasus reveals he has the magical Millennium Eye that allows him to see through Yugi's eyes, so he knows what card Yugi is going to play. So Yugi just draws a card without looking at it, and it's the Dark Magician, which is, like, his signature monster card. About the eye, though. Is this eye, like, infused in his eye, or is this just something that he can, like, put over his eye? It looked like... He removed his own biological eyeball and shoved the eyeball, the the golden eye, into yes. his socket. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, he just yes. found it. Good Lord. What? Because I think we see it during the opening part, and it's like a, it's like a orb. Yeah. But that sucks so bad, because if you look at the other Millennium items, not one involves you, like, taking out your own body part to implant the other one in. So he got, like, the short end of the stick there. With it, like, ha- he's the only one that had to, like poke out his eyeball to get the thing to work. The rest are like, Yugi's is just hanging around his neck. One of them's like a staff. One of them's like an earring. So he just got screwed. Yeah, you're totally right. Pegasus got fucked over in that. Well, he's the one that decided to to do that. I mean, he didn't... Who's to say that it wouldn't work if he just, like, held it up? Like, oh, I can see. Like, he's the one who decided to put it in his head. But compared to all the other ones, though, I'd rather have one that you just hang around your neck and get some well, magic pharaoh. I like the earring problems. one. I'd pick that one. Yeah. It's a fashion accessory and a cool, magical, ancient Egyptian item. That's what it is. You can hear like a mile away or something. Is that what the earring does? I don't know. That sounds like it, something it would do, though. Oh, <laughs> you can okay. hear what you're hearing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, God. Anyway, um, cards, card games are happening. <laughs> I don't know what to write during these parts because Yugi calls out the Celtic Guardian, but the closed captions on Netflix said the Elf Swordsman. Yep. Yep. Same. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have less than 10 seconds because, by the way, this was all being timed. Oh, yeah. They had 15 minutes. Yeah. And so Yugi's like, I have the final card to use and I'm going to put this card down and it will give me the advantage over you in this card duel. And while he's saying that, he runs out of time and loses. Yep. We had a whole thing with like a zombie warrior and then there was like a faceless mage and then the eye of illusion and then the fucking dark magician shit that happened. And then, yeah. Yeah. Gobbledy gook was happening. (laughs) (laughs) And then Yugi loses because he's too busy screaming instead of playing the game. Right. And they're in the magical realm. So he had he should have been going faster. Okay, I also had a question about like the very end like, okay, he's about to win, and he runs out of time. Okay, boo-hoo, so sad. But then, like, at the very end with the, the Millennium Eye, when he's, like, talking about it, he's like, oh, my God, a Millennium Eye. But he, but the whole time, he's, like, talking about it and referencing it. And I'm like, why are you suddenly shocked about this? Like, we've seen it, like, a million times. Pegasus at several times had talked about and shown the eye. And Yugi right. was like, I gotta watch out for that eye. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot he showed it. I was about to say, maybe he was just talking about it and he never revealed no, it No, he, him. like, pulled his hair back and everything. You're and right. then at the he end, Yugi's like, oh, what the? And I was like, we, we've covered this. Did Yugi see it or did Yami see it? Yami Yugi. Okay, okay. I'm still not sure what 
what, <laughs> what is who is who and what is what and who knows what and how they work? There's too much going on here. You're not <laughs> supposed to lot. know. This okay, a for kids, a kids. What show. does Yugi know? Nothing. And he, why did he agree to put this like weird cursed puzzle box around his neck? He's trying to be fashionable. Is it? Is it fashionable? We didn't even talk about how he's like a bondage king. Like, like like chokers and ropes and leather belts all strapped to him all up and down. He's edgy. It's ancient pharaoh style. His hair is edgy. He could literally slice someone open with it. True. (laughs) It's like a serrated blade. But but his hair. (laughs) Anyway, doesn't matter because Yugi lost. And now we're back in real world. And Grandpa Solomon collapses as his soul is warped into the VCR. And he's Never trapped. to be seen again, I assume. Oh, poor Gramps. The way to get him out is you have to convert the VHS to a DVD. I actually, okay, I actually Googled it. I said, what happened to Grandpa after he went into the VCR? And apparently in the <laughs> manga, what you got to do is you got to take the videotape, put it in a camcorder... And then Grandpa can talk to you through the camcorder. I do remember that, actually. That happens in the anime? Okay, I think great. That's like Wait, a, what? You know, like in Japan, when they take photos of stuff, that's how, like, like, there's a ghost that appears. Like, there's that game called Fatal Frame. Yes. That's like souls are trapped in pictures or something like that. I think that was kind of, like, inspired from that a little bit. So he's in the videotape? He's in that tape. That's his, like, medium. That's how he communicates. Okay. Like, the, something's magical about that that allows him to communicate. Oh, God, we got to save Grandpa. Grandpa's going to have to wait, because right now he's dead on the floor, and everyone's gaping at the TV screen. The end. That's how it ends. That episode just ends like that. Why is Grandpa dying in every episode? He didn't believe in the heart of the cards. I don't want to believe in the heart of the cards either if I keep getting killed and, I don't know, soul taken away. I'd rather just be normal. I'm not going to play this game. I think that's the best way to avoid all this shit. Just don't play the game. Well, the rules change every time, so... Well, excellent summary there, Austin. I tried. You did. You did very well, Jacob. You were getting to like the details of like the gameplay of the cards, and I was like, "Yeah." And then they play cards, and then Grandpa's dead. I think that's more relatable, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's definitely not. It's hard to explain this game that never has any rules that say the same. I'm gonna ask the audience to please leave five gold stars that you put onto your glove as <laughs> yes. winning the card game. Yeah. That's what you please leave those and let us know how uh, the things go with uh, Pegasus if you win or lose. You guys have any more thoughts? Or are we ready to move on to our MVP and LVP? I have no thoughts other than Yami Yugi is a shit card player. The randomizer has spoken here, and I'm first, followed by Austin, and then Alex. And I will say this, I didn't have a great quote for this at all, and uh-huh. there's there's not a lot going on here for me, okay? Uh-huh. The quote I got is from Joey and Max, and I think it's something about like- Who's Maximilian. Max? Maximilian. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're on a first name basis. <laughs> you and Seto oh, and Max. <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, wait, was was there like a character that-, that... Well, I wouldn't- It honestly wouldn't surprise me because there's so many things that aren't explained. So I was like, was there a character named Max? We got no backstory? Max like, did I miss it? What? We didn't even talk about Kaiba's brother appearing. Oh, yeah, that little kid. <laughs> it didn't matter that much. He, uh, he jumps in and asks if Kaiba's okay. Nothing happens. But I think he's important later on. He is later on, but that episode, he's nothing. Isn't he like a king or something? I don't know. What? Okay. Okay. <laughs> There's so much going on there. <laughs> he actually may be a king. He may There's be. something with the brother, I know. King of what? <laughs> Egypt? Hey, wait, wait, wait. We're getting 
We're going down a wormhole here. Rabbit hole. Oh, yes. God. Okay, my quote comes from Joey and Max. And it's, uh, the videotape turns on, and Joey's like, Duel of videotape? And then it pans over to Max, and he goes, No, it's magic. It's like, okay. <laughs> there you go. Oh, God. And I gave, I gave my MVP to the VHS player for a oh nostalgia kick. This has been a long time since I've seen one of those, and it really dates this anime. But the good old days of VHS players, when you had to rewind the tape, put it in, that was just good nostalgia kick. Oh, God, the VHS tape. Yep. Re- re- <laughs> rewinders. Rewinder. Oh, yep. God. Did sorry. it in a second. Oh, I love it. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. We're dating ourselves here. And uh, my LVP is Grandpa Solomon for getting beaten, getting beaten, taken. Now he doesn't have a soul. Now he's just a fleshless body or not fleshless yeah a stupid old man i can't believe he let his soul just get sucked out like that yeah what are you thinking next is austin who has departed to the shadow realm once again is he really gone he's looking for grandpa on the vhs player well while he's looking i'm gonna make an executive decision here and alex you're gonna go second yay (laughs) i'm going second Sorry, no, Austin. I'm going second. What? No, I'm going second. <laughs> you you lost got it. back You're just. You know what? This is some BS. Like, just as time ran out, bull crap. Like, I was, I was Yugi in the situation. <laughs> I was about to win, and then here you come. Guess what? I'm Pegasus because I win. This episode yep. is a disaster, y'all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky okay. you. Uh, my MVP is going to be um, Weevil for winning the Battle Dome tournament or whatever. God. And my LVP is going to be Grandpa for falling into whoa, a whoa, videotape. Whoa, 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 It's already taken. Jacob already picked already Gramps. Taken. I thought you said the videotape was your LVP. No, my no, MVP. No, it's the MVP. Oh, okay. Well, the videotape will be my LVP for putting Grandpa into a coma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. And my quote will be... Uh, my quote will be Pegasus talking to Yugi, and he says, Nervous, Yugi boy. God damn it, Austin. God damn it. <laughs> I have nothing now. I have literally nothing. What's the, How can we have... A, okay, here's my question. How can we have a whole episode and not get... They, they said, like, nothing at all. There's, like, no quotable quotes at all. Yeah, there's nothing. You could just say anything, and it'd be a quote. Like, I gotta go to the bathroom. Uh, Joey. <sighs> Nothing stands out. Well, I guess I do have something. Fine. I'll just pick that. All right. God, I didn't even write an MVP. I'm just going to give it to Pegasus. Did anyone give it to him? I didn't know. No, go for it. I'm just going to give it to him because he's got some really cool hair and he wears a red suit and not many people can pull off a red suit. So. Also, I looked up Pegasus on Yu-Gi-Oh! Wiki and he's 24. What the? Oh my God. No, he's not. He's like 40. Not according to Yu-Gi-Oh! Wiki. Okay, I'm going to choose not to believe that at all. LVP, God, I was originally going to give it to Grandpa, but I can't give it to Grandpa. Give it to Dino for losing. Yeah, I'll give it to Rex Raptor because he's a dumb loser who lost. But he somehow shows up anyway at the um, magical dueling kingdom or whatever. So we can't get rid of him even though he lost. And my quote is going to be from pegasus when he's anticipating every move and he says i already know you plan to play the zombie warrior and i've already prepared to counter it with a trap card that even zombies maybe did i, did I write this right whatever a zo- that even zombies lay down and play dead i think i missed a word oh that's pretty good that's pretty good that's pretty good that's the best one probably from this episode 
Well, I, can't, I didn't even get it right. I, I don't even think I wrote it right. Does anyone have any more thoughts about the gauntlet is thrown? <laughs> Y'all, I have a proposition for you guys. Yes. yes. Next week, how about instead of doing Yu-Gi-Oh, we do Pokemon? That would just take too long. Okay. We could give it a try. Well, how about this? How about we start halfway through the second season? We don't have any context then. <clears throat> what episodes are you thinking about starting with, Austin? I'm thinking we start with Palette Party Panic and the Scare in the Air. That kind of tickles my interest. Austin boy. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> Austy boy. Austy boy. Yeah, like Yugi boy. Why is he so familiar? Like, he literally just met Yugi and he's calling him Yugi boy. Like, what is this level of familiarity here? Goodness, that's a great idea, though, Austin. Would we all agree to maybe do that next week instead of continuing this awesome Yu Gi Oh podcast? We'll give it a shot and see how it goes. All right, I agree. We'll definitely mm. give it a shot. So does that close us out here so I can read the outro or? Are we doing a dramatic reading or are we not? Uh, we could probably do a quick chapter. How long is the next chapter? Uh, I don't even remember what chapter we left off on. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either for my mortal. I don't either. Austin, do you know? I can't even find it. I think we're on chapter 44. Are we? Yeah. Found it. We're on chapter 24. Chapter 24? Chapter 24. That's exactly what I said. So yeah, if you we're gonna read a chapter of My Mortal after this, you're gonna stick around and listen. Um, next week, we guess we can try the Pokemon thing. We'll see how that goes. But anyway, we just like to thank you all for listening, and be sure to leave us a five star rating. And if you have any questions or comments for the show, be sure to send them to out of the drawing pan at gmo.com. Again, that is out of the drawing pan at gmo.com. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Out of Drawing Pan. Again, that is Out of Drawing Pan. And join us next time as our Pokemon journey continues. My Immortal Time. I love how you skip the premise of this is a Yu-Gi-Oh podcast. And you're like, yeah, contact us at out of the drying pan at gmail.com. <laughs> well, I was going to come up with a, like a fancy name, but then I was like, no, th- that's probably an actual email. I, w- I don't want to send it to, like, if people really watched and con- try to contact us, I want them to have the legit stuff. I'm sorry. I don't know nothing about Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm so sorry, Yu-Gi-Oh. No, fans. you're good. That's perfectly fine. Who's reading this chapter? It is... Austin. Great. <laughs> Yay. Hopefully my internet doesn't cut out a fifth time. Jesus. Go for it. Chapter 24. A.N. Prep stuck flaming the story. You're just jealous. So fuck you. Okay. Go to hell. 11. Raven. Oh, I can't say this word, but she thanks Raven for the help. Well, we had deviation next. So I got to ask Professor Trevorry about the visions. Konnichiwa, everyone come in, said Professor Sinister in Japanese. Wait, so she's Professor <laughs> Trevelry or Professor Sinister or, or are these two yes. separate people? What? Yes. What? Uh, okay. she's, she smelled at me with her gothic black lipstick. She's uh, the coolest fucking teacher ever. She had long dead black hair with blood red <laughs> tips and red eyes. Her mom was a vampire. She's also half Japanese, so she speaks it in everything. She and Bloody Mary get along great. She's really young for a teacher. 
Today, she was wearing a black leather top with red lace and a long gothic black grip dress. We went inside the black classroom with pastors of Emily the Strong. What? I raised my what? hand. Who's Emily the Strong? I was uh. wearing some black Naya polish, or no, Naya Polish with red pentagrams on it. What is it, Ebony? She asked. Hey, I love your nail polish. Where'd you get it? Hot Topic? Yeah, I answered. All the preps who didn't know what Hot Topic was gave me weird looks. I gave them the middle finger. Well, I have to talk <laughs> to you about some things. When do you want to do it? Who about now? She asked. Okay, I said. Okay, class. Fucking dismissed everyone, Professor Trouble said, and she <laughs> let everyone go. Except for you, Brittany. She pointed at Brittany and some other preps. Please do exercise, get it, one on page three. Okay, I'm having lots of visions, I said in a worried voice. I'm so worried Draco's gong tie. Well, she said, well, she gave me a black cryptal ball to look in. I looked at it. What do you see? She asked. I see a black, black skull. A g- <laughs> I see a <laughs> black gothic skull in a pentagram. Suddenly, there was a knock at the door. I looked at it. It was Draco. He was looking really sexy, wearing a black leather facet, facet, a black (laughs) gothic Lincoln Park t-shirt, and black Congress shoes. Oh, my God. Oh, I can't say this next line. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is a teacher saying this. Okay, I'm skipping this one. Okay, see you later, said Professor Sinister. (laughs) Bye, bitch, I said, waving. (laughs) I went to Draco, and Vampire was sitting next to him. We both followed Draco together, and I was so exhibited. Oh, my God. Yep, there you go. All right. Is that it? Happy April Fool's Day, everyone. Goodbye. Happy April Fool's. Happy April Fools. Fools. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.